Um, I mean, she still rocked the suit. No, nice. she wasn't in a suit. She like, covered Gen- the nips. Gen- no, it was all makeup. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, after the first movie, they did a suit to like cover everything to because of makeup time or whatever. Rebecca Romaine was never in a suit. They just did body paint and scales. Wow. Yeah. Hot. Still, still, still. Okay, I can get comfortable now. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Um, We're recording, so we oh, can go. We can go whenever. Well, what I was gonna say was, you know, we we took our summer, summer vacation, bre- summer break, which was literally just we. I could not find the time. We could not find but, the time. But I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and shit, and because TikTok has ruined my life, and I see all these people who have like their. They stream clips of their TikToks or of their podcasts on TikTok. And I hate all like all of the broy ones. I'm like, ours is better. But in reality, we're doing the same exact Are thing. Are you kidding me? You don't like Lo- uh, Logan Paul's podcast? It's so good. <sighs> Who's that? Ooh. Logan Paul. He's that douchebag. Fucking- was he the one I sent you the gift one time? And you're like, that guy's a pervert. And I looked it up. And I was like, no, oh, he is a wait, pervert. Is, Logan Paul is the one that did the fucking YouTube video in the Suicide Forest. Yes. And yeah. then got canceled uh, for a hot minute. And he, was a, he was the Disney star and now he boxes he and then he was in the WWE. No, he wasn't. That's, a, that's his, his younger brother, brother was. Oh, no, so He's still a piece of shit. This dude's a piece of shit. Like they got famous on Vine and then they made money and then they were doing YouTube for a bit and then they were doing like bit little like YouTube movies and then the dude did the Suicide Forest video and then he had to like apologize and shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we're like, squeaking against this. <laughs> Sorry for all that squeaking. We're in a new studio right now, yeah, I'm aka pro- my son's room, and Curly keeps rubbing up against the crib, so we're gonna have to move that in a second. Yeah, but I did have a lot of fun of like spending all the money that we've made from this podcast on our vacation though that yeah, was a good was time great thank you so yeah. much for all our supporters <laughs> our <laughs> 50 I, cents we were oh able. man i went to i went to canada i went to new jersey all on the i was able to get this. a new house oh my in a goodness. different state curly got switched, a haircut i got a haircut <laughs> great i switched it's jobs <laughs> i'm like i'm living my best i'm about to go to canada yeah, yeah. this is so thank you guys thank you very much yeah, uh, welcome back to No well, Films Given. We're back. <laughs> the boys are back for another episode. Thanks for sticking with us through our little break and everything. But uh, <laughs> Sticking with us as in like the three people of my family who are like, when are you recording next? One Thank of my, you, you three, for keeping us, <laughs> keeping us honest. One of my uh, wife's best friends says that she's from Canada. Her name's Erin. Shout out to Erin. Thank you. She listens to every single one, and she tells everyone about it. She absolutely fucking loves it. So well, thank you so a, much. Thank you. And for I feel all bad because I don't remember his his name, but we need to give a shout out to your friend that always leaves us voice messages on Anchor. They don't go unheard. We hear them. Pete, thank you, Pete. Pete thank you so much. Well, thank you that y'all have heard them because I sure as shit have. Oh, I haven't heard the, the voicemails either. Frankie, I'm just, sure that's Frankie not true. just tells me about them. I really hope Pete. that they're literally just Pete going, oh, Why aren't you talking about the Smiths? <laughs> Pete, I got you. I've been putting your voices in our little group chat. They just didn't hear them, but we'll, we'll get to them. We'll, we'll find them. We'll get to them. They'll, they'll hear it. Pete, don't believe him. <laughs> Send one and tell him to go <laughs> himself. <laughs> but anyway, let's get let's what do get we, on to business. What, what do we What do we got this week? 
Yeah, I, so Frankie... This month. Well, this one is not like... One of us didn't pick this. We kind of just came to terms with it this was, one. It was sort of was an group, amalgamation of... We originally wanted to do something else, and then too much time had gone by. Okay, okay. I had, yeah, I had picked topics... But we're gonna do them. So in the much future. time had passed that those topics. I'm just gonna be honest; they didn't age very well. All right, a lot of the stuff that we were gonna talk about, it's been out for way, had, way too long now. We're gonna we're gonna touch on it in the future. We had a really good Star Wars bit that we were gonna do. The next big Star Wars thing that comes out, we're gonna do it then. But we planned on recording that Isn't when next, when Kenobi came out. It's then, gonna be Andor. Andor. So okay, around Andor, Ahsoka we might do first. it again. Yeah, we got a little Star Wars. Uh, Activity, really, that we want to do. Yeah, it was a lot Activities. of fun. I had a lot I of fun. Activities. I had, but without getting into it, I had like four or five lists going on about that. It, but we'll got, get, it we'll, got hard. It we'll got get, hard. We'll, we'll get into so that. hard. <laughs> we'll get into that when we get into it. So what are we doing this week, Frankie? Yeah, Frankie. This month. Jesus, All right. So we, we came to terms with and decided we were going to talk about, since we took our summer break, we're going to talk about some summer blockbusters. Whether... The, Two in particular, a great summer blockbuster, and then a summer blockbuster that we thought was just absolutely terrible. Yes, that's what we're doing. Sorry, I distracted Frankie, but okay. I need my okay. phone for research because I don't take notes. Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't do any research this time. I picked all of these movies from the fly. I was just like, yeah, these, this is what I'm doing with. We're also going to talk about some, do a little, some hot take on Prey. After a little this. hot take on Prey. Which was a movie. It was a movie, and we'll get more into the movie. When we begin. When we, when we get to that part, Because yeah. right now we're just kind of riffing and staring at each other longingly, <laughs> because we haven't seen each other in so long. We Frank's rocky, rocking a full-on mustache now. We don't, we don't. Kyle's still the piece of shit I always knew and loved him to be. <laughs> we don't. Christ. I what are we that, doing, what are we doing I feel like we should start off a, with a, the, a the terrible ones, right? Terrible. I, I, you think that's more fun? Yeah. I think the terrible is more fun to go with. Who wants to go first? I call. Okay. Okay. So first and foremost, I want to apologize to everybody that had to watch this movie. But also, um, it was really hard because I think the idea of summer blockbusters hasn't really been a thing except for maybe the last 10 to 12 years. Because like a lot of Marvel movies and the big franchises, they space their movies out to make more money. Corporate America does it. So they'll have like a May movie, a July movie, a September movie, and then they do like some Christmas time movie in a spring. So they like space them out. So there's not like a lot of investment on just like, oh, this is gonna be the summer blockbuster. But that's, that's only true. really started in the last like 10 years. I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like especially the, the push for the December movies. I feel like they've gotten bigger. I would say early 2000s. Okay, early 2000s. 20 years. Excuse the, me. The we're all old. Like, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically the first summer. <laughs> Actually, the first summer blockbuster was Jaws in 1975. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Any, anytime you could bring up Jaws. Anytime. I love Jaws, by the way. I watched Jaws 3, and it was just as <laughs> delightful as I remember. Anyway, so what I like, so looking through bad summer blockbusters, I had to kind of keep it recent, which kind of sucked, but I'm going to talk about The Dark Phoenix. Oh, I almost yeah. went there. I almost went there. And to call this a blockbuster is an insult to blockbusters because <laughs> the problem with the Dark Phoenix, and I'm going to try to stay not, I'm trying not to tangent so much, but the Dark Phoenix was 
Brett Ratner's second attempt to do the same story, and he still did it bad. What was right, the, what was so he did X Men Three, right? Oh, okay. X Men Three, the last stand. The main villain was the Dark Phoenix, <laughs> and like Fonka Johnson, I did not know that was ruined. Like she. They played like, Jean Grey so well, and then they were like, okay, we're just going to shit on everything, because yeah. it, it left Brian Singer, who is problematic, and I apologize, but Brian Singer did the first two, and then they let Brat Ratner do the third one, and it f***ed <laughs> up. So what did they decide to do? We're going to do the Dark Phoenix again, and Bratner, Rat, Brett Ratner was like, Ratner, <laughs> I'm doing it again, and I'm going to do it justice. And plot twist, it's a bad movie. And by bad, I mean universally panned. They had to change the ending because they didn't want it to compete with Captain Marvel in the special effects because it all basically looked the same. And then yeah. it was just like, I'm as a comic book nerd, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that story arc of the Dark Phoenix is probably the least filmable thing ever. The 90s, the X-Men... Cartoon show did it, but they did it over multiple episodes and they had already built this vast um, compendium of information. Whereas in this movie, okay, brief synopsis, they go to space to save people from a space station and there's a big solar flare, which actually is the Phoenix um, Wait, are you describing the first Fantastic Four? I was going to say it's very Fantastic Four, right? Fantastic Four. So where. She comes into contact with the Phoenix Force, absorbs it, and she becomes, like, basically possessed by this interdimensional being of unwielding power. Here is where the first problem is. In X-Men Apocalypse, she uses the Phoenix Force to stop Apocalypse. So how, then, do they skip into the future? And that's where she comes in contact with it. First plot issue. Second plot issue, Jean Grey is portrayed to be, like, already kind of like I'm unsure of everything because my powers are crazy and then the phoenix thing happens and it just gets so worse so it's like is it her or is it the phoenix force that's fucking it up then they involved in the comic there are aliens and there are other people that are trying to absorb the power so that they can take over the world so they get it's it's Jessica Chastain who is a brilliant actress she just won the academy award for playing Tammy Faye Baker um, she's a good actress and she played the most wooden, boring person I've ever seen that is obviously nefarious. And of course, Gene is just like, oh, I just, blah, 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 and then, uh, I okay. picture that first pitch meeting to be like, you know what? We want to do this Phoenix story. You know what? Let's get the guy that f***ed it up the first time. Let's give him another chance. Let's. <laughs> it, 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 that's exactly it. What was good? Like, so. Not to, again, go on tangents, but X-Men The Last Stand is a bad movie, but it was enjoyable to watch for certain aspects of it. Like, it had its moments where you're like, this is good. They actually tried to pull on the heartstrings. They tried a little bit. It was a joke, and it was terrible. That's the one where, at the end, Magneto, like, moves the bridge. Yes. Jean Grey is going fucking supernova, and then Wolverine comes up. And kills her. He's getting annihilated yeah. like dead and then stabs her to kill her right yeah because okay. she begged for death because yeah. the force had taken over her yeah um in 
Excuse, excuse me. Um, in this one, <laughs> we've been drinking. In this Ew. one, it was it was a notorious thing before the movie even came out that Jennifer Lawrence didn't want to be Mystique anymore. So who did they kill? Mystique, and they did it in the most lame way possible. And they're all like, "Oh!" So then the X Men split up, and half of them are being ru- running around Magneto because Magneto is like pissed at humans again because his family gets murdered again, which a waste of Michael Fassbender. And then you've got yeah. Uh, James McAvoy's Professor X with his people, and he's like, no, we must save Gene. And that's literally it for, like, an hour and a half is just them, oh, Gene, oh, we need to save her. And those are like, we need to kill her. And it's like, bro, she can kill all of you. There's yeah. no point to this movie. And then at the end, it was literally like, Jessica Chastain is, like, absorbing the power somehow, and she's like, take it. And basically fries <laughs> her from the inside and flies into space. There's a big bird that pop like, bird of energy happens and gene is gone so there's no end to anything they had no resolution it was just a waste of a movie so when we say summer blockbuster and the worst one they tried to build this movie to be like the last x-men property that was actually run by fox which it also wasn't because the new mutants was filmed and had to do a bunch of reshoots at that point Yikes. which that was also a bad x-men movie yeah but i would say new mutants was better, it was better than dark than, phoenix than dark phoenix which yeah that's true which i'll agree with that i i mean and again new mutants was supposed to be a horror movie and it was and they it wasn't and they had to well disney made because them rewrite disney, a bunch and yeah. do a bunch of reshoots and stuff so but it was still like you could see what they were trying to go with it and you're like oh this is fine Dark Phoenix is a story that has a specific beginning, middle, and end in the comics, and they just, again, Britt Ratner, I don't know why they gave you the chance, but you didn't deserve it the first time. Yeah, f*** you, Bratner. Bratner. Because he listens to this podcast. He's going to be crying was, after this. It was so upsetting We're to be like... We're going to cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, it was just no, really upsetting, and I, it, <laughs> it was panned by critics, it lost money, it was a waste, and now they're trying to fit the X-Men into the new or into Disney and they're going to like, hopefully Disney just learns from their, the, this mistake and never tries to do the Phoenix storyline. You know, I don't remember much about the movie. I saw it once. I see all the comic book movies and everything, but that's a problem going back to what is a summer blockbuster. Any comic book movie coming out in today's age is a blockbuster. They're trying summer blockbuster, winter blockbuster, fall blockbuster, like whatever the case is. And this movie is a perfect example because it was not good. I I could, I, I might be able to tell you the whole plot of any Marvel movie, most DC movies. I can't tell you what the happened in this movie. I can't. I remember. Mm, I, I just remember, remember the train. I remember oh, Jean Grey. Tr- in, I, was- I remember Jean Grey in the town, and she like. That, I think that's when they killed Mystique, right? Mm-hmm. Where she like exploded, and the whole town blew up, and then Mystique's on a fucking spike. Yeah, that's all I remember, and I think I only remember that because it was in the fucking trailer. And it also happened in the first like ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, and. The train scene was cool, but Gene wasn't the main part of it. And it was literally because in that scene, Magneto is just killing people left and right. And I was like, well, this was this took a turn for the violent in a way that I appreciate. I don't <laughs> even <laughs> know what you're talking about. With the train scene. <laughs> just, I have like, no idea. When you t- when you say X-Men, takes the subway out of the earth, when you just... say train scene and X-Men, I picture and this may be even wrong because the X-Men movies were not great. I imagine the original mm-hmm. where he's starting to crumble. Magneto is starting to like 
crumble Wolverine because that scene, that train yeah. scene is better than the Dark that Phoenix is a train scene, scene yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. There was okay. also a train that, scene. That's that what in- I think of when I think of X Men. I cannot tell you a single thing. When you started saying Dark Phoenix, I picture I pictured uh, Oscar Isaac in that terrible makeup from Apocalypse. the Apocalypse, and then I realized, oh wait, Apocalypse the- is twice as better. Is that is that correct English? Ah, who, yeah. who cares? Apocalypse it's, is, it's better, is than better than Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix, but it was still awful. I mix those two movies together because I f-ing can't remember them. So can I ask? Uh, can I ask a question? Why? Why do the X Men directors just want to give Magneto a train scene every chance they get? Because <laughs> we've had because they want to run a train on Magneto. Well, Mount you <laughs> took that joke from me. You f- <laughs> well, what are we gonna say that? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, if you want to see the movie Shane... Want to run a train on on Michael Fassbender. Uh, If you ever see the movie Shame that was Oscar-worthy or nominated, whatever, Michael Fassbender's in it, and he hangs dong in it for like 10 straight minutes, if you really want to know. But anyway, what I was going to say... If you want to see a Miller Light can. (laughs) A fleshy Miller Light can. (laughs) But every, like almost every different... Each director that does a different one of these X movies, Magneto has a train scene because also in uh, Days of Future Past, which is a great X Men movie, mm, yeah. he has a, he has a train scene. They're they're like transporting the Sentinels, and he like gets all these metal coils on the train, and in like basically takes control of the Sentinels. The, Magneto loves a train. Hey, yeah. I mean, hey, he's been with Mystique for that long. Bad fucking movie. Bad fucking movie. I know this is a tangent, but I think I prefer. No respect to Jennifer Lawrence. I think I re- I prefer the first Rebecca Mystique. Romaine. Yeah, Rebecca Romaine. The athleticism Mystique. she put into that role was just incredible. Isn't she the one that crossed her leg and showed us her put? No, that's Sharon Stone. <laughs> <laughs> different movie. Different movie. Not an X Men. No, it, Rebecca Romaine. Um, what I liked about her, she had so few lines in both those two movies, and she was just completely in character and. Her, like, the choreography for her scenes were insane. The whole, like, the first fight that she has with Wolverine in the first movie, and she's, like, backflipping and, like, climbing up a pole upside down. You're like, what? Like, insect. And then the second one... Spoiler alert, that wasn't actually her. Of course not. But, like, the character. But you're acting like it was hers. Stop. Um, I mean, she still rocked the suit. No, she wasn't in a suit. She like covered Gen- the nips. Gen- no, it was all makeup. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, after the first movie, they did a suit to like cover everything to because of makeup time. Whatever. Rebecca Romaine was never in a suit. They just did body paint and scales. Wow, yeah. hot. But what I was going to say is in the second one, my favorite scene with her in it is whenever she is like inside the dam and Stryker is sitting there. It's like I know all my creations. Kill it, seal the, be- seal the building. And she just whips her all of her shit around and like slides through the doors as they are closing and flips them all off. It's like X Men 2 is the goat of the entire franchise. I fucking, oh God. I wanted to be Nightcrawler so fucking bad. So good. When he was just tearing through the White House, I was like, yeah. But then I realized it's Alan coming. I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't coming. <laughs> shit. You took that one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, my last thought is, if you ever feel the urge to watch The Dark Phoenix, you should say, no, I don't think I will, and do literally anything else. I agree. Go out in nature, beat your children, I don't know, just do literally anything but watch The Dark Phoenix, because it will be more worth it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm guessing you're done now. I do not endorse any type of physical violence towards kids. 
but you get the gist. Spouses, though, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll go next, Frank. Okay. Sometimes your wife needs to pop you one. <laughs> my wife needs I'll to pop beat you. Good. Okay. My wife needs to like, beat me a lot. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> so my movie is a movie that when I saw the trailer, I was fucking pumped. I saw the movie. This is the best movie ever. Love this movie. And then when I we came up with this topic, I'm like, and I haven't seen it in probably since it came out. Hold on. What year did it come out? I want to. We can usually guess. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can do this. Because I was thinking about doing that with my movie later. I got some questions I want to ask. See if you guys can guess it. 2010. 2010. Okay. Okay. Action, comedy, horror. I'm not gonna give that because it's none of those. Uh, well, it would be action, I guess. Okay. 2010. 2010. It's not any of those. So animated. It's not animated. Oh. Uh, okay. Keep going, and then I'll see. We're usually really good at this. I would. I loved this movie. I thought it was so good. Used to watch it all the time, and then I hadn't watched in years. We came up with this topic, and I'm like, I Google bad blockbuster. You know, it's not Scott Pilgrim. It's no, not. we already talked no, about that. I love okay. Scott. That was my top five. And I go, how can this movie be on the worst summer blockbuster list? And then I watched it again. <laughs> it's not the Green Lantern. It's not. This is a movie. Excellent Origins Wolverine. This is a movie that had a $47 million budget and only grossed $11 million off of 47. Action movie. It has a f***ing phenomenal cast. I don't give us two of them and they don't even two have cast members all right will arnett oh shit okay <laughs> and Next? megan and megan fox oh, oh jonah hex jonah f***ing okay yeah. this movie i love so much so i talk about a banging cast all right you got will arnett. i love jonah hex you got michael fassbender megan fox john malkovich and josh brolin I loved this movie growing up. So short synopsis, it is a guy who is fighting for the Confederacy. It's also an X-Men or a Marvel movie. It's a DC. Or DC. It's DC. It is this guy, Jonah Hex, who is fighting for the Confederacy. Okay. And then he has a change of heart because the guy who's working for, who is John Malkovich, is sort of (laughs) loose can and he's crazy and he wants him to burn down. It's it's post-Civil War, like 20 years. Not in the movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's right after the Civil War. My bad. Okay. So during it, um, John Malkovich's character wanted Josh Brolin, who is Jonah Hex, to burn down a hospital. Jonah Hex says, no, I'm not doing that. Ends up killing John Malkovich's son. And then there's this big vendetta. I may be wrong about the time, but and then so Jonah Hex almost dies. He gets this superpower where if he touches a dead person, they come back to life and he can get information from them. And that's the movie. So it's kind of like oh, sorry that uh, the, this is the second Confederate Western ish movie that was on the uh, worst blockbusters of all time, which also included Wild Bob West. I was gonna that say was on the list. I was gonna say Jonah Hex is kind of like Wild Wild West in the fact that it kind of calls on like a steampunky West. It's not extreme steampunky. It's not as much as Wild Wild it's West. It's not ridiculous. It's, not. it's a much darker take on it, but it's the weapons are very fantastical. His his weapons are yeah, and so are some of the characters in it. They they they're from a comic book. So one villain, he's more of a minor villain. 
is like a snake guy who can like spit venom and stuff like that. He so was, he was during he was you say a minor villain wasn't even a villain. There was a a gambling fights. Yeah, he's he's apparently a bigger villain in the comic book. Probably, probably. And, but they just kind of gave him like yeah. a cameo. This in is the a movie. Com- this is a comic that I did not read, so I went into it blindly. But yeah, then Jonah Hicks. Jonah Hex goes and he's trying to strike vengeance against John Malkovich's character because John Malkovich's character kills Jonah Hex's family. Yeah. And then John Malkovich's character, he is trying to destroy the union. He gets this super bomb or not really bomb. They're more grenade, uh, not grenades, uh, cannonballs or whatever. And so Jonah Hex has to stop him. Can we he, talk he, about the fact that maybe America just doesn't like Westerns? I th- I don't agree. I don't, with that. I don't know if I agree with that. I think it was just the way it was marketed at the time. Name one good Western movie that has occurred over the last ten years. Oh, over, over the last, last ten, 10 years? years. I don't well, know back if in it's, the day you have like the good, the bad, the ugly. I would say. I, I, I mean, Tombstone is but, fantastic. But I'm talking about anything. Ten new. years. I don't know if people know. Well, this wasn't this even. Is, this, this is was a bold, 2010. So this, this is a bold statement to say is like. I don't know if people know how to make westerns appealing because they either Django make Django Unchained. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe uh, The Hateful Eight, too. The Hateful Eight was the an Hateful excellent. Eight was kind so, of boring, though. It's a, so much dialogue. It was, it's, okay. a, actually, it's a stage It was play. actually kind of boring, the original cut, but the new one that Tarantino released on HBO Max, the four-part, was very good because there was more to it that explained a lot that wasn't in the original movie because the original movie gets cut and sliced by the studio. Well, and also, like Frankie was saying, it was originally a stage play and it's a lot of words. No, 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 I was saying, like, it was written kind of like a stage play. Like, if you wanted to make it a stage play, you could. It would be easy because it all takes place in one setting, right? Yeah, so I was like, this would be a perfect stage play. But what I was saying is, like, why I think, personally, why I don't think Westerns work right now is because if you look at the costuming, like, the costuming looks very clean in a lot of these Westerns. They don't look authentic i think i'm just gonna leave it at that i don't think western movies work right now because they don't put a level of authenticity into them i also yeah think everybody should be dirty and covered boring. in shit yeah and just prostitutes everywhere yeah and guns. like because the wild west think is of, kind of a fun setting to put movies comedies and stuff into i well, like look at look a million at ways to die in the west was kind of fun look at westworld but Westworld yeah. is also hyper futuristic. The, now. the yeah. first season was very good. So I'm going to continue it's on this tangent the for a sec. One, one but no, I'm one glad you asked that question. Second. That was cool. Because um, can we talk about the fact that Westerns are all just generally boring as shit? I don't think they should be. Because, for example, I think one of the best Westerns of all time is Tombstone. And if you True look at grit. that. True Grit, True the original, grit. and even the remake, which was a shot for shot, yeah, was still very good. So I think westerns have the ability to be very entertaining, but recently we haven't seen, in my opinion, we haven't seen examples of that. I just that I think, can think of. I just think with Jonah Hex that it was bad writing, bad directing, bad acting. It was very fast paced, no character development. The, the movie's an hour and nineteen minutes, an hour and twenty minutes. Like yeah, to, was, to to explain a character as complex as Jonah Hex, because although I didn't read the comics, I did a bunch of research on him and 
how- an hour and 20 minutes when you have Avengers that's three hours long. Granted, it's not a, a, a ensemble movie, but you have Ant-Man that's almost two hours long. Like, I think the movie needed more time to develop things. It was just Jonah Hex killing somebody and then saying, oh, I now have the information from the last guy I just killed. I'm going to go kill this guy. Oh, I have the information. Now I'm going to go kill this guy. I think it could have been a better movie than it was because having somebody who's vengeful trying to destroy something, because that's why I said I think it was after the Civil War is because uh, the John Malkovich character was like a general who was kind of like loveless in a way, like he wanted to revenge against the Union well, yeah, since was, they, they it, it lost. It was definitely after the Civil War. It just was I was definitely not 20 years later. No, no, no. I, yeah, you're right. I was, wasn't trying to be like, well, actually, but that's why I was saying that because of the It was the right after, thing. yes. He was pissed off that the Confederacy did not win and he <laughs> wanted to try to get the Confederacy to win. The reason I've been going on so many tangents was because I have never seen this movie. Well, I have the DVD if you'd like to borrow it. It's it's an okay (laughs) movie. It's a movie that I watched a lot because I hoped it would be good because Josh Brolin, I think, gives a good performance. But other than that, I don't think the movie comes together. It doesn't. And anything with Megan Fox is not good. So, plot twist. Jennifer's body. (laughs) Disagree with you, because Megan Fox has recently started getting work again. And if you haven't seen Till Death, that is a good movie that she actually acted decently well in. The problem problem with Megan Fox in this movie is she was something to look at with big boobs. They casted her as a sex icon. You mean like in Transformers? Exactly. Transformers are in this movie, yeah. And And in Jennifer's body. That's exactly what she... That was her point in this movie. She was a prostitute that... Jonah Hex loved after his loves, his family have died. Needy, you got You're t- my favorite prostitute. <laughs> Needy, you got a tamp. I figured you'd be plugging. <laughs> Worst line of a movie ever. Thank you, Jennifer's Body and Megan Fox. There is one very <laughs> sick scene, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it because this movie was not good. Okay, I'm going to say two more things. I watch every movie that I do for this podcast with my wife. My wife walked out in the last 10 minutes thinking the movie was actually over. (laughs) And this movie's short. We just mentioned how short this movie was. Two, you said it earlier, innovative weapons and everything because it's comic booky. There is one scene that is fucking awesome. His arms dealer gives him two crossbows that shoot dynamite. And that scene of him walking down the hallway shooting the dynamite at people was fucking awesome. But besides that... There wasn't anything great about the movie. No. Unfortunately, no, because I wanted it to be good. I did. I did. I thought it was going to be awesome, and it was just not my favorite. Never seen it, but my opinion of it is probably that it's trash. Yeah. (laughs) Though I like you know, You know if I think a movie's trash, you definitely are going to think a movie's trash. You know, that's that's a fair assessment, because anytime you're like, I love this movie, I'm like, that movie was fine, but if you're like, that movie was awful, I'm like, oh, jeez, it had to have been bad. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah. The bar- the bottom of the barrel doesn't satisfy. <laughs> I said, jeez. <laughs> I said, I-, I said the new Space Jam was okay. <laughs> exactly, and according to I, wasn't Park, Jonah Hex in Space Jam? Didn't he get like a little cameo in the back or something? Maybe every, <laughs> every WB property was in that movie. Oh, oh yeah. Speaking of uh, how DC is still trash, um, they can- they canceled that uh the Batwoman movie. 
uh, after they already made it. And we're just like, yeah, we're not going to do that. The only reason why I'm excited <laughs> is I just want to see Michael Keaton again. So everybody around Michael Keaton needs to stop fucking up because I want Michael Same. Keaton's Batman why is back. Michael, Michael Keaton is the is the hero that we're all rooting for. And and everybody keeps, keeps fucking it up for us. Ezra Miller being whatever crazy he is doing. Now a cult leader or really something. Hitting people That's, with chairs in Hawaii and now we don't get our movie. That is one thing I will say. And Frankie, you're going to go next right after this. <laughs> but we're no Ezra, <laughs> Ezra Miller, stop fucking up. <laughs> I want to see the Flash movie, you fucking piece of garbage. I just and we're, not, we're not showing up for you, okay? Just we're there for Michael Keaton. Stop it. Stop it. Fucking <laughs> stop it. I watched Morpheus and the end when Michael Keaton was there. I was like, thank God something in here is okay. redeemable. Side tangent. <laughs> Ezra Miller, I, stop it. I was so mad because I watched, I went into watching Morpheus thinking there was going to be a hot steaming pile of shit after the internet just shed on it for like six months. And I watched it. It's no worse than any other comic book movie I've seen. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. But the yeah, second, I, I don't know why that actor gets all the work he does. The brother in Morbius, the weird oh, like, the British Doctor one who, who guy. like the, the uh, sunken in eyes from Doctor Who. Yeah, I don't know why he keeps getting all the work he does. He's he a looks good like actor, he but looks whatever. like he's made out of play doh. That su- that dance number that everyone like jokes about. It's Morbin time or whatever when he's just dancing around, and then they're like. Oh, watch Resident Evil, and there's another weird dance number. That, like somebody who was involved in the production of Morbius was involved in the production. Of I was Resident also Evil. mad because I had seen so many memes with Morbid time in there. I was like, <laughs> that shit better be in this movie, and it was not. So stop, <laughs> stop, get people's hopes up because I was like, dude, I'm so ready for some Morbid time shit, and it didn't happen. I was like, and this movie wasn't even that bad. It just wasn't good. It wasn't. Either. It wasn't good. But I mean, it's no worse than Captain Marvel. Can Sony please just stop trying? F- you. I like Captain Marvel. I liked Captain Marvel. It was okay, and Morbius was okay. Way to backtrack. Fucking guy. I said no worse than Captain Marvel. Okay, Frankie. Let's uh get off of that tentacle. I'm sure we'll have several hundred more. It's been a while. We we have to get it all out now. We, you know. We have not just been able to shoot the shit about movies in several months now. Yeah. Okay, so who made that noise? This is going. I think I did. (laughs) It wasn't me. (laughs) I think I did a little guttural. (laughs) No, it it was sweetie. (laughs) How's everybody doing? All right, I want to see if you guys can guess this one. So this is my bad pick for summer blockbusters, and I was baby geniuses too. (laughs) Debbie does Dallas. No, that's that's porno. We don't cover that on that. That's our other podcast. We've talked about it enough. Have we? No, we talk about incest, not porn. Incest yeah, porn, though. Weirdo. I don't think there's any incest in this one. So you guys are going to be... I don't think. You guys are going to be proud of me. But, uh, all right, so this one was directed by the great Roland Emmerich. Oh, God. He's great. He's known for many disaster movies, yeah. all right? It came out in 2016. Okay. It stars... The other Hemsworth, Liam. Oh no, I think I know what you're talking about. It also starred Bill Pullman. And it also starred, and before I finish this, if anybody in the audience can guess this, I will give you $500,000. But you have to guess it before I say it. So you have to send 
your bank account number <laughs> and your social security number to the following email. Just kidding. All right, here we go. Independence Day resurgence. resurgence. Oh. <laughs> I like thought about it for a second. Can I tell you I've only seen about 30 minutes of that movie and I shut it off. It's it's rough. The yeah. second they couldn't get Will Smith to come back and then they're like, he died. Here's That's, his son. But in present day, it's good to not have Will Smith in your movie. That is super surprising to me that Will Smith wouldn't go back for that. That I, script, he must have read that script and said, this is fucking awful. I, 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 I think they probably wrote it knowing that he wasn't coming back, because they probably already asked him. I have one actual hot taken quip about this. There was a big amount of uh, internet upheaval about this movie, because they brought all these people back, but Mae Whitman, who was the daughter in the first movie, the president's daughter, is still a active actress and is a good actress and instead of bringing her back they brought the girl from It Follows Mia Melka whatever oh, into it yeah. to be, and the internet was pissed they're like how why would you oh, do Micah that? Monroe is that right? Yeah, Micah Monroe whatever okay. instead of do instead of May Whitman it was great she was I'm a little by furious. I I remember I remember seeing all that when when the movie was coming out. Yeah, so that and, movie oh, is also, all okay. Jeff Goldblum came back, and I was really happy about Jeff Goldblum being back. But really, what the plot is? It's two decades after the first Independence Day movie, and this time Earth is faced with a new extrasolar threat. But will mankind's new space defenses be enough? So what they did is they took all the, technology. the alien technology that they were able to to scavenge from the first 1996 Independence Day and they made like a moon base and they upgraded all the technology. So the world that it was, it took place in 2016, but it took place in an advanced alternate reality of 2016 where we had much greater technology. But I think why the movie failed is because it was a bad movie. Yeah. While the first Independence Day had a certain level of drama and comedy and it, took itself seriously realism too. yeah it had some realism to it like they tried to actually solve a problem like how are we going to do this this is the 90s we've got these alien race that's much more technologically advanced than we are so what are we going to do but this one i think it just the tone went into like the cheesy yeah direction and it was just like and the pacing was really bad so i think that's why it failed is because it wasn't really true to its original i think you could have done another independence day movie Without Will Smith or Jeff Goldblum coming back and it be some sort of level of success. I think it was great having Jeff Goldblum back, but I think the movie was just bad because of the tone change. This is a perfect example. I love, and I've told you guys this before, I love sequels, I love remakes and everything. But if you just have a bad script, a bad movie, just don't f***ing make it. And that's <laughs> that's how I feel about it. It was a cash grab. It wasn't well, good. And, and you know Th that there was someone another... who was going to be like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Everyone's going to love it. And it's like, what I remember about the original was, one, Randy Quaid is a piece of trash. And that whole his whole like story arc in that movie was like, oh, this is basically well, you he, in real life. he kind of dies. No, Wait, no. Well, yeah, he, he sacrifices himself, he sacrificed for himself his family. But didn't he but, also play? Who played this? No, that was somebody else. That was the guy from Star Trek Enterprise. That he wasn't played, in the, the second The next one, generation right? that played. No, no, what I'm no, saying is he died because this is like Dark Phoenix. No, what I've I'm seen it and I don't remember a fucking thing about I, it. What I was saying is that in the I original, the actors, in the original, bad. there was like there were genuinely terrifying moments in it, and yeah. there were scary things. And <clears throat> as a kid, was like, oh, this is kind of like it's 
again, grounded in, like, some semblance of reality of, like, oh, they're trying to figure this out at the same time as us. They're, like, it's just as terrifying for them. They're just trying to figure out the best they could. And it seems like in this one, they're just like, oh, we we have the power now. We can fight back. Blah, blah, blah. Like, they're not going to mess with us. And it was just, like, yeah. more like, let's go fight some aliens. And speaking on that, like, the movie left off with a cliffhanger because they thought they were going to be good enough to get a third movie that we were going to take the battle into space. So it was like, yeah, was, I think it reached a little too far. They, what do they call that? They jumped the shark yeah, they jumped or as in Indiana Jones, you nuke the refrigerator. Oh, you, you, God. you went a little too far, you know? So I think that's what it, it just took something cool. It could have been cool. It just took it too far. Um, the only thing I keep seeing, because again, TikTok ruins everything. The only thing I've seen of that movie that like people show is isn't there some scene in it where there's like it's like the queen or some other giant alien in a giant like suit whatever pounding around and they're like shooting at it like almost like Godzilla. Hmm. I I don't. Oh wait, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they were like trying to destroy something and she's like trying to get to them and stuff. I think you're right. And it was like some giant thing. And but then there's an other friendly race. I'm going to be honest with you. Out. This movie came out in 2016, and the last time I saw it was in theaters in 2016. I saw. I did it. not rewatch it for this podcast. No, so. I, I, I saw it as soon as it was on HBO Max, and I've never seen it again. <laughs> no, it's been it's been some years. Since I I've gave it a chance, but when I heard Will Smith wasn't in it, I was like, I'm not. You're like, damn! I really need that guy to come up and slap somebody in this yeah. movie. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> and what is what does he say in the first one? What is that funky ass smell or something like that? It was like uh, yeah, and something about a barbecue being late for a barbecue. No, he was dragging, dragging it through the dragging it through the salt lands. Like, that smell and just starts kicking it. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. The first one was so good. Yeah. When they blew up the White House in that first it's one. It's iconic. It's so good. That and the when they were like all of the weird people who were obsessed with the aliens are on top of the sky. On top of the like, building. Yeah, yeah. And then they just get blasted. Yeah. You're like, yeah. This movie, I, I have it. They should have put me on as a writer. Because <laughs> this movie would have been ten times better. Fix the movie, Kyle. No. Fix the movie. Oh, what? yeah, yes. How this, are you going to fix it? I this movie this. would have been ten times better if when you saw the aliens for the first time, it was the aliens from Mars Attacks going, wah, wah, <laughs> and it was a crossover event it not was. a sequel but a crossover and so event. they had to have only you <laughs> like blasting out of weapons from the spacecraft <laughs> and then tommy lee jones comes into it <laughs> as the men in Will black Smith, oh and he's a men in black after he fought the Damn. aliens the first time and they put pierce brosnan's like weird dog thing inside one of the alien yeah. suits and it fights for and them. the family from et is there for some reason oh and kurt russell's there from the thing yeah. i know i just oh <laughs> but and, young and kurt. mary elizabeth winstead from oh, the, the, the prequel, prequel to the yeah. thing but young kurt russell I don't want that old yeah, Kurt he, Russell. Like, what's wrong with old oh, Kurt Russell? Stargate Kurt Russell. Yes. Oh, and they go through the Stargate, and that's how they saw oh, everything. Oh, shit, dude. I know I just... Fuck you, Multiverse. We got you. <laughs> we got it. I know we I got... just brought up Men in Black, and I want to I want to ask, and we'll go We'll go to commercial in a second. But, <laughs> we've, we've got one commercial standing by. But 
Did you ever hear the rumor that Men in Black and 21 Jump Street were going to do a crossover? Yeah. It was like an email leak, like a hacker hacked Sony, and that was like something they were throwing around, an idea they were like, throwing around. Like, it would around. be 23 Jump Street, and instead of high school or college, they were going to start hunting aliens. So it was going to be Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum, Tommy Lee Jones, and Will Smith. So I'm actually all for this, but only if the villainess from the second from 22 Jump Street was in it because she was the funniest thing I've ever seen. She's like the best deadpan comic. The one that wanted to kiss Jonah Hill, but was like, you want to kiss me right now? And like made every scene look awkward. She made every scene awkward. She's like, I'm sitting right here. What are you doing? Why do you look like that? Why are you so sad? Why are you fat? Like she was just insulting, quiet, deadpan the entire time. She was the best part of that movie. I digress. Well, we didn't fix the movie because it was unfixable, but we came up with <laughs> a plot hell of a much yeah, better Yeah, we movie. did. It would have been much better. But can we have had Marvin the Martian show up and just ruin everything like midway through? Like in Space Jam? Like in Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam 2, to be more precise. First of all, good movies. So <laughs> the f- oh, f- and they go, to, they go to find Sigourney Weaver and she's the one that like, helps them fight. But she's a Sigourney Weaver from Alien Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over this. <laughs> I am not. Oh, this is oh, so and good. Then, and then Arnold from Predator. No, oh! <laughs> no, 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 no. Do- Donald Glover from Predator 2. <laughs> oh, uh, we need to write a script. Oh, hey, if anybody out there is, has lots of time in their hands and is an aspiring uh script writer be, feel free to steal this and send us what you think yeah nope, nope, like, nope, nope copyrighted come and pick our brains we'll give you the information we would, we would uh we would send you the money ourselves but i just sent it to the person who guessed the movie and sent me all their bank account information so thank you very much for that this is very much like when you just throw out put an idea and have a robot like write a commercial that was what that was <laughs> okay i'm we should go to commercial yeah, break. Let's, let's take a break <laughs> Hey, yeah. remember when we all used to be fun? What happened to those days? Work. <laughs> Kid. Kid. <laughs> Move. And a second one on the way. Really? No. No. Oh, I was going to be like, dude, congrats, man. My mom's going to listen to this and shit herself. <laughs> I, mean, I announced you it You're going to leave that in? <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude, shooting blanks. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> didn't care for that that uh that hit home that hit a little too close to home <laughs> <laughs> all right what do we got next oh okay so we're gonna talk about our favorite summer blockbuster which doesn't necessarily mean the best summer blockbuster no we are not curly you are wrong we are talking about great summer blockbusters <laughs> not our favorite because my favorite would be back to the future but we've already talked about it so this okay. is just great ones you f-ing idiot thank you for the context uh clues kyle Oh, the volume's down. God damn it. I tried to do a Try sound effect. Time. There we go. <laughs> nice. um, we're back. We're back. Sorry, that's a Tricks and Kaji reference. Anyway, okay, so um, we're going to talk about great summer blockbusters. I, again, because over the last 10 to 20 years or so, it's really only been like superhero movies or big budget Hollywood block, but like blockbuster summer blockbuster and it has to be in the summer months and that kind of limits a lot i picked a movie from get my calendar from 1986 
Definitely never saw this one. Can we guess it? You can try. Oh, is it? Gina Davis. The fly? It is the fly. Oh, yeah. He acts surprised even though I posted it in our chat like a couple <laughs> days ago. But Wait, it's did okay. you? I did. You, yeah, he did. It was on the accident. And I told him not to <laughs> fucking spoil oh, it. I didn't see this. <laughs> yeah, okay, wink. I'm I got still you. happy in my victory. <laughs> anyway, so. You, the, can, you let me on too. You're like, you can try. <laughs> I mean, that's a part of this movie. <laughs> anyway, so I picked the fly I'm because. Pregnant. I was looking up the uh, different summer blockbusters and what determined what a summer blockbuster was. And this is on the list of like top 30 summer blockbusters. And you know what? I agree because this is a fantastic <laughs> movie. It's both horrifyingly disgusting. The creature effects are good. It's a remake of an old movie, of 1950-something yeah. movie. Gina Davis at her heyday. Jeff Goldblum, I think, when he was, like, just starting. So this is pre-Jurassic Park. It's, it's... And they have spoofed it on, like, The Simpsons and Family Guy, and they've done a bunch of different stuff to make... Like, to kind of take the same idea. They also had a horrible sequel, which we'll, I'll talk about a little bit uh, later. Yeah, I watched that one, too. But it's basically... Jeff Goldblum is uh, Brundle. I can't remember what his first name was. And he... Grundle. He's Grundle Brundle. Are you making this up? Yeah, he's making it up. Anyway. It's, <laughs> I was I like, I don't was, remember I that. It was like Mark or something, but... Grundle Brundle. <laughs> Julia Gulia. No. It, <laughs> Your so, name's gonna be Julia Gulia. Sorry. I think it was like Mark Brundle or whatever, but anyway, he is trying to create a teleporting device. So he creates a teleporting device, and he's trying to figure it out, and he ends up teleporting himself, but what he doesn't realize is that there's a fly in the chamber, so it mixes his DNA with that of a fly. So initially, it starts to be great. Like, he has like... Superhuman strength. He can crawl on the Seth. walls. Seth Brundle. This, so, and, and sorry to cut you off, but yeah, this was his first big thing. Yeah. Um, he gets like superhuman strength. He can like crawl on walls and stuff. High sex drive. So the first thing he does is plows Gina Davis. Who needs Viagra when you're mixed with a fly, baby? And then shit goes sour and he starts to deteriorate. So his like teeth start falling out. His face gets like he gets cut in all these boils and stuff. There are some really horrifying scenes in this one specifically is when he's really starting to lose it. Um, he like like there's another doctor who's like working with Gina Davis and he goes and he tries to stop Brundle and uh, Jeff Goldblum basically vomits acid on his hand and it burns the guy's hand away. And what Brundle he Brundle goes crazy because as one does in his a, body's falling in a horror apart. Movie. Uh, Gina Davis is pregnant, so she has this ho very horrible, horrible nightmare where she's giving birth, and the it, it's a larva that they pull out, which they basically reshot that whole scene, and that's how the sequel starts. All babies are basically larva, but it was terrifyingly gross. And she's yeah. Anyway, so at the end of the movie, Brundle is like trying to t drag her to the pod so that they will both teleport together and basically become the same person like be one being for what you know it's a horror movie for whatever reason it's and then so it, he like his face fully <laughs> melts off and he's like just a giant fly thing and then like as he's in the teleporter like someone sh i think it gets shot so like pieces of it fall inside so then he basically falls out of it and is begging for death yeah and gina davis kills him and that's the end of a very dark movie. In the original, 
the in the like 1950s one the guy's literally just like a fly in someone's hand it's like kill me kill me like, well because like in that ends. one it's just the hand and the head that yeah. gets switched so he's like a, a, a human body but no the 80s one the special effects in that movie are even to this day i think incredible yeah. i would put them up there not above but with the thing as far as very, being fantastical and just incredible. Very good practical effects. And With like Jurassic Park 2, how that CGI looked so good. Jurassic Park 2? No, the, also. Oh, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how an older movie got such good effects. Yeah. across. I know that Jurassic Park was CGI with the dinosaurs, but like that stands up today, but like the fly as well, the practical effects, they still, still stand up. up. And I don't know why I think I bridged those because of <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, but like, no, that, no it's, it's, it's good. That's it what I mean. It works over there. Is that the effects were so good, especially for the day. You know what yeah, I mean? It, and so this like Cronenberg has been around for a while, but this was his first, I think, commercially successful movie that he did that like really gave him a lot more Hollywood clout for like mainstream media. Yeah. Because he, he's only done, I think, a handful of movies that have gotten the same kind of credit over time. And then the most recent one, Crimes of the Future, was not particularly interesting or good or particularly graphic or gory, which was also kind of interesting and different for Cronenberg. But if anybody's seen the, movie, or the show Slasher on Netflix or on Shudder. He's like a main character in the most recent season. Yeah. Anyway, I like this movie. It made a bunch of money. It put all him, Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum on the map, gave us a lot of great careers. I mean, Gina Davis has been like, I think she did a league of her own right before this. So there's been like a lot of good that has come out of this. And then one really bad sequel. And then they called it, which was probably for the best. You know, I, I, I've seen this movie once. I can tell you I've seen it once. When I was younger, early teens and everything like that. And I remember, as we were talking about the special effects, but him melting and scared the shit out of me that I've never watched it again. And I would actually love to go back now that I'm adult and I don't sleep with my blankie anymore. I would love to go back and watch this because it is a it, it, it is a. Uh, what's the word? Critically acclaimed movie. Yeah. Like, people love this movie, especially for, like, what we said, the special effects and everything like that. I would love to go back and rewatch this. I think what's special about the special effects, too, because you talked about at the end when he's begging for death, is even though this thing is crazy and wants all this, like, it wants to morph itself, like, things that are just so bizarre, it's, it's scary, but you kind of feel sorry for whatever it is like the the special effects work so well that you kind of have sympathy for this this monster well and you can if you really want to go down down a path of like artistic nonsense it's essentially it's kind of the frankenstein situation where it's like yeah he creates it he like he has this lifelong dream to do something and it literally kills him in the end and even through all of the crazy and him trying to harm these people he's finally just like just kill me I'm, i'm done and you're like, yeah, you get it. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> I can shoot that thing. Yeah. In, no. In the that's, face. That's a fantastic choice. I highly recommend fantastic choice. Thank you. I have them. I also tried to find these movies yesterday because I was like, <laughs> shit, I forgot. <laughs> oh, we, we finally got a date together. We're finally meeting up. I know. 
I was half expecting you to it. cancel. I was half expecting Kyle to cancel. I was like, I didn't cancel any of these. We just all. <laughs> I never cancel. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Anyway, I'm done. I all think right. it's you, Kyle. So my movie Kyle. is a fantastic movie. It's a very important movie. Oh, no. Sorry. Guess it. Give me a hint. I just gave you a fantastic piece and where to find them. Important. No. This is very important and it's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic movie and it's very important for people to see this today. Spider-Man 2. You're a <laughs> fucking idiot. No, that's a great movie. Um, and it was Fantastic Mr. Fox. All right. I'll start reading the synopsis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A 1998 American epic war film directed by Steven Spielberg and written by Uh, Robert Rodat. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Um, Well, being that my name is Ryan, I uh, feel like I could uh, talk to this a little bit. No. No. Um, This is actually Saving Private Ryan is a really interesting and good like really just well done movie. I say an important movie because and I don't want to sound old, but you don't learn history like you used to anymore in schools. And this is a very good way for the youths <laughs> to see what World World War 2 was like, especially the battle at Normandy. To see the emotion that these men went through, to see the punishment that they went through, the brotherhood that they went through. Again, if you haven't seen Saving Private Ryan, you should, but it is about a battalion that storms the beach of Normandy, get done with that, and then their next mission is to save Private Ryan who had four brothers all or he had three other brothers in World War Two. They all died. So the mission of this one battalion is to find him and get his home, get him home to his family, because that's actually a rule in the military and during wartime is that a bloodline cannot end because of a, of a battle to keep the bloodline. They go through all these hardships as honestly a family Because they all love each other, they all care for each other, they all respect each other. They find Private Ryan in the, you know, the last third of the movie. Ryan goes, I don't want to leave the only family I have left, which is his battalion. And then, you know, there's this big scene where the Germans are coming in and they're battling them and everything. It is honestly a beautiful, wonderful very hard to watch. Very respectable movie. It, it 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 it's fantastic. It's some of Tom Hanks's best work. Matt Damon is in it. He is fantastic in it. The cast is great. You got Paul Giamatti. You have um, Vin Diesel, which probably is one but of his very first, like serious Vin Diesel. A very serious Vin Diesel. Um. You have Ed Burns. I don't know. This Wikipedia page is shit. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's, I, uh, there's so many great like you'll watch this movie. And you go, 
oh, I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him. There's so many great actors in it. And the way Steven Spielberg shot this movie and showed the torment that these people were going through is just absolutely incredible. Again, I watch every single one of these movies that I talk about with my wife. She cried almost the entire time. It's one of those movies. That's why I say it's hard to watch because it's so heartfelt, heartfelt. It's it's great. It's it's a piece. It shows history. It shows what some of our us being Americans, our brothers went through people that we know not know, but people. Yeah, I will say that Saving Private Ryan, in my opinion, is probably the best war movie ever made and to say that it's a war movie also isn't correct because you already said it there's just so much going on in it yeah that it's 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 uh one of those i think masterpiece movies yeah so it's more it 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 makes world war ii more fantastical because it's not one actual story that happened it was just showing what was going on throughout the whole region, throughout the whole country, throughout everything that yeah. was going on there. It showed, honestly, all the worst parts of World War II. Besides concentration camps, that's the only thing it didn't touch on. So, and this is... So, I'm going to apologize to the audience. I actually do not, in general, like watching World War II movies. Or war movies in general. Told However... You. No, I actually really liked this movie. I really like this movie. There are certain ones that I think were like kind of the benchmarks of like of good war movies where they're not solely picking one piece or the other and they're trying to show like actual human emotion. Like I would say this one is probably the precursor to all of these Oscar bait movies where they're doing like Hacksaw Ridge or what was there was another one fury with fury the tank. with the tank um midway um pearl harbor gets its own credit but i i did not like pearl harbor i like saving private ryan yeah. but then they also did like they again because hollywood runs out of ideas they have done like they did band of brothers which was a similar kind of take with that save a private Ryan, the same thing. I think as, wasn't Spielberg involved with that too. I think so. That was about Easy Company, yeah, and then Generation Kill, which was more based on Iraq War, but similar situation. Yeah. So I mean, there are there are definite pros and cons, and this one obviously deserves all the credit in the world for being just a fantastic movie. I just wish that instead, like new takes on things and showing these types of struggles and these types of relationships with people is more important than necessarily just like, let's just do a war movie and show yeah. shit get blown up because that's what Americans want to see. It's like, Hey, okay. I think it's a, it's the same story over and over again. Show me overlord trash movie. Oh, about like, trash things, But I love that's that such movie. a guilty pleasure trash movie too. I love overlord. <laughs> I think new idea. Why not? I think it's a super important movie. Everybody should watch it at least once. Again, I said my wife never watched it and her perspective from being not from this country. She's like, I never realized like what America put into the that war. 
You know? All of them. All of the wars. Yeah. Like, so, you know, people people always say, thank you for your service or service members. And it's like, not all service members deserve a lot of credit, but the ones who go to war, absolutely. Yeah. And 100%. We, absolutely. Uh, uh, not to get political, our country treats our veterans like trash. But um, Amen. Got him. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was my pick. <laughs> That's I, a solid pick, and I I am going to take personal offense that Kyle said that I was going to shit on this movie <laughs> before we started recording. <laughs> Sorry. I'm yeah. still hurt that I didn't see your message for the fly, and I guessed, and I thought I won something. No, you didn't. You lose. I really didn't read it. You lose. <laughs> I'm so hurt. You lose 1,500 points. <laughs> Damn it. Well, that's right. it. I don't want to get too sappy about saying Brian Ryan. No, that, he, was, that was good. It's hard to not get sappy with that. Matt Damon. If you haven't seen <laughs> Best it. Best actors of all time. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, Mark Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. It's important. <laughs> Frankie, what do you got? <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Team America World Police should have been on this, but I don't think it was a summer blockbuster. It came out in summer, right? Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Oh, man. All right, so this one, for my pick, it's much more contemporary, and I definitely jumped on the bandwagon. And I didn't think I was going to. So this is something that my mom really wanted uh, me to see, so she treated uh, Chris and my wife and me to this movie, and I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Wait, was this a recent movie? Yeah. it's. Ooh. I picked Top Gun Maverick. Oh. because Have you guys seen it? No. Haven't. I highly recommend it. I went into it with not a lot of expectations. I thought it was going to be a fun little jet flying jet plane movie. I was literally on the edge of my seat the whole time, and I loved it. There's so much authenticity that went into this movie just with, like, the real jets and everything. Like, everything just feels real. And Did you get, show? like, this emotional connection to, like these characters it did, was it was I, great did they show tom cruise's booster seat to sit in that plane because he's all of five foot nothing <laughs> i heard i heard that it's absolutely phenomenal i heard that it is a fantastic movie best movie of this year i have heard the same so because i haven't seen it can you give us a little synopsis yeah just a little bit i mean a little fun fact i just saw no, before coming no over here spoilers. no i'm literally just gonna read out like the imdb like yeah. no spoiler thing but i just saw before coming over here financially speaking it's just beat out titanic like then they're bringing it back to theaters because like audiences like people who go see it they've seen it multiple times just i think they were like me like i'm gonna be honest i did not like the first top gun never like, seen it what you didn't like all those hot, juicy men playing volleyball? Like, okay. As the sole gay maybe member not, of our group, I will tell you, I've never seen that movie not, or that scene. I mean, maybe saying I didn't like it is too strong. I just It just wasn't a movie for me. Yeah. So when I went into seeing the new one, I was like, it's probably going to be like that. But you don't have to see the 80s Top Gun to appreciate this one. So it's more than 30 years later. To, uh, Maverick. Maverick, who is played by Tom Cruise. He's still in the Navy, but... The only reason why he's still in the Navy, he hasn't been ranking up like he should be because just of like he is a maverick. But after, the only no military years, person stays for the record, civilians out there, no person stays in the military for longer than basically 26 years on average anymore. 30 years. That man is blowing someone to get was, his tenure. He was uh, so like he was uh, doing some like uh He's such a talented pilot. They were using him to do some test piloting and stuff like that. But even then, he was being the Maverick. But 
the only reason why he was still in and like not being kicked out because pretty much everybody hated him except for Val Kilmer's character from the original one, Iceman. Iceman, who became an admiral over the Top Gun program, and that's the only reason why Tom Cruise's character's career was saved was by him. And there's a whole thing that goes into that. But Tom, Tom Cruise is called back to the Top Gun school to teach a group of young pilots to do this mission that they're probably not going to come back from. And that's something that they're kind of having to cope with is not coming back from this mission. But, uh, and there's a lot more that goes on just beyond that. Like I just one really is, skimming the surface. here. One of them is Iceman's son, right? One of them is uh, not Iceman's son, but it was his son. The son, the guy that died. His name's the- rooster. The son's name's rooster. And the dad's name was Goose. Goose died in the first Goose one. Goose died in the first one. one and Rooster. So there's like internal conflict as well as external conflict that's taking place. But I think what I really appreciated about this movie, other than the authenticity they put into like actually flying real planes and Abs. everything being that. And <laughs> them, dudes, them dudes be looking good on the beach. But... uh <laughs> <laughs> they had apparently so not to get on a tangent but apparently they had a uh, they filmed it and then they had to refilm it like months later and all the dudes were pissed because they like had to get back into shape to like, do it god damn it no well water no. fast so they do have to do the mission that they're probably not going to come back from in an enemy territory but they never specify who the enemy is. Even when they show the enemy in the planes, like they don't show flags. Like it's very ambiguous. Russia, obviously. They I, they I, they I, imply I like, I they like imply that. that it's Russia, but that's not important to the story. Which I thought was really cool because like you could watch this at any time. It to me it made it timeless. And it didn't date it and it didn't make it political. It just made it like a movie about something that needed to be done. Well, they also needed to show it in China, so Yeah. So, I mean, it is something, I mean, and it's, it's, it's going well. And then whether, you know, there's people who are having a hard time feeling patriotic right now about things or feeling patriotic about certain things. But I think if you go and watch this movie, like it's really one of those, like you're like America, but it's also really entertaining. I highly recommend this. I am very excited to watch it. Eventually you guys know I'm very particular in movies. I go watch in the theater I probably should have went and watched this in the theater. It's coming back. You got a chance. I'm probably not. Gonna <laughs> I got a. I got a baby now. It is. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend seeing it in the theater just because, like, the rush of the sounds yeah. and all that stuff. It's definitely much more impactful. I. I I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I I enjoyed Space Jam too, so <laughs> I'll enjoy fucking anything. <laughs> But, but yeah, that's my take on Top Gun. Highly recommend. It exceeded my expectations. It blew me out of the water. I'll definitely have to go see it then. I uh, I'm not going to see it because I'm not going to give my money to Scientology. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dead ass. I'm sorry. I like I, I, <laughs> Truth. Haven't, I haven't seen a Tom Cruise movie until I half heartedly watched The Mummy. Oh my god, that that's movie, not a good Tom Cruise movie, movie was though. So I good. never. I haven't. You've s- never. You didn't like The Mummy. Top ten. I, I know you're joking, but I hate you. Um, no, I haven't seen any of the any of the Mission Impossible's past three, even though I've heard that they're really good. I've explicitly just not. I don't like. I don't care. So it's more like a political stance. Or no, like, it's not a political stance at all. I just don't find him as a good actor. I think he does the same thing. and He phones it in. I think that the reason Top Gun, besides obviously good writing, good directing, everything that went through, I think um, it's just. 
like not something that I really particularly care he's, about. He's not my favorite either. But I probably will see this. Or I will. I know I, I think will he gives a good it. performance in this yeah. movie. Because, okay. I mean, him as a person separate, yeah, separating Tom Cruise from person to the character that he played, the character, I think, was very believable. Well, and I, th- I think the reason this movie did well is because if you, like, from what I saw in the clips and stuff, they had a lot of callbacks to the first movie without completely recutting parts from the first movie like the singing in the chow hall the beach volleyball or whatever and that scene, plays like an internal like, impact and yes, they, they had, purpose and like obviously bringing back like val kilmer i'm glad you're still working there dude i know you've been struggling with a lot so i'm glad they brought like that was what that, that they was did, what they for did. me that was heart touching the way they did his character in that because they if did. you don't know he had throat cancer and val kilmer can't speak on his own really anymore Yes. And so they had to deal with that in the movie, and oh, really? they did it artistically. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. So oh, they I had did no idea. They did they did right what the new Star Wars movies did wrong in trying to capture the nostalgia of the first ones by basically rehashing everything. This one did right where they were respectful and referenced the source material, but let it be its own thing and moved on. I think you really hit it on the nose. I think properties looking back at the past, like trying to do something, I think Top Gun did well. And then maybe the the newest Ghostbusters as far as like respecting the source material. Yeah. Well, you say hitting on the nose, but I'm going to say one thing as my last sign up in no realm of the universe would Tom Cruise be able to beat Henry Cavill in a fight. When does he do that? That's from Mission Impossible. From one of the Mission Impossible movies. So um, any grounding of reality doesn't exist for me for that man. Daddy Cavill will f*** that man up. Especially with that mustache. Woo! All right. I have nothing else to say except for the fact that we don't have another commercial to go to. So please enjoy this musical interlude. <laughs> we play so we have we have our like theme music and stuff and it's like very very known and it's like but I, f- I forgot that the guy wrote like three or four full minutes so it goes from like the basic intro that i like i know and i love this like new wave bossa nova and then you always cut the last clip i'm like i'm like frankie's having fun with this edit <laughs> i because we did we have our intro yeah the guy gave us one song and i've created multiple clips out of it. <laughs> um uh, cool. So I'm not going to take the intro away from you there, Frankie. So lead us oh, in. Oh, shit. So we're back, back. We are back. We're back. We, we played it. I already back, edited. Back, 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 I back edited again. that musical interlude in. We're good to go. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what I want to know is who made this, like, sound effect? Thank you to all our fans for clapping for us right there. That was great. We appreciate all of you. And we're back. Thank you very much. (laughs) Kyle's having a good time. All right. So, all right. We are back for real this time. And that means we're on the third part of our show where we're going to talk about a movie called Prey. 
which I heard that they were doing, and I was very worried that they were doing. And then when they said, we're releasing on Hulu, I was like, oh, no. I was really worried about what they were doing. Yeah. Heard good things about it, but I was like, I'm going to let my own... I'm going to watch this and be a dick about it. And then I watched it and me and my husband were watching it. We looked at each other and was like, that's probably the best Predator sequel I've seen. In a long wait, time. wait a second. I thought we were talking about the Christmas Chronicles. No. Is there a prey in there? We're talking about <laughs> you watched him eat, pray, love, and you're like, ah, we're talking about prey references would, notes. It was not even July, so we cannot do Christmas in July. We're All not, right, well, I have no input because I didn't watch that. Yeah, movie. okay. He's says, you didn't watch prey. No, I'm just kidding, well, ladies and gentlemen. He's had two of these Mick Ultra seltzers and is acting like a floozy. Uh, they're currently our sponsor, so we're going to that commercial right now. Introducing the new Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Frankie had, work, Frankie had work today. I did not. I've been uh, imbibing, having fun. Daddy's been drinking. <laughs> oh, yes. No, okay. We're talking back, about back to Prey, the prequel. To I would say Predator. that it is the best Predator sequel I have ever seen. I would agree because I like this one more than I liked the second one. Yeah, even though the second one was good. Yeah, it, it was certainly better than all of the Alien versus Predator ones. Predators, the it's Predator. Okay. It was Prey the Predator was, the was, in my opinion, the worst one out of the, all of them. The Predator. That was my nickname in college. <laughs> Drive my Dodge Charger up to the high school. Be like, yo, you look like you're seventeen. No, no, no it was in. it was like a it was one of those Firebirds, like full <laughs> on. The, had the T tops out. The T tops out. It was a Hyundai Sonata. Okay, relax. I like the T-tops. Hyundai. Okay. <laughs> no, um, Prey. We are back to Prey, sorry. <laughs> Prey was very good. It was, especially what you just touched on, the fact that it was being released right to Hulu. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be another Aliens vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predators. And it was... Requiem. It was... <laughs> Alien versus all the Predators. <laughs> it was surprising. It was surprisingly good. I liked that. And they mentioned the cast is enti- almost entirely Native American. Um, I liked the... Cre- Except the Predator. He was an alien. Yes. <laughs> the creature design was cool. I like that they try to keep it, like, mildly authentic. I like that for the first little bit of it, you didn't know, like, what time period it was. But then they're like, oh, it's the 1800s. Threw some subtitles in there for you. Yeah, they threw in some, like, 1800s. And you're like, neat. Cool. Not not necessarily important, but I did. No. I love that the white people died. Like, all of the asshole fr- this- French, French white people. Those French. So, fuckers. I will say. We have French listeners. We love you. But the French people in this movie were trash. Yeah, they were assholes. They were oh, actively wait, sorry. killing people. Nobody sorry. likes the 1700s sorry, French. Sorry, they were lay assholes. <laughs> oh, 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 no. That's <laughs> no. Wee uh, wee. Oui. The, uh, the um, yeah, so I feel like the humans in this movie were just as bad as, like, the Predator. Yeah, I, honestly, themselves. and I cared about, okay, what I thought was cool is I would compare this, like, it was a lead female. And she was fantastic. And it wasn't like they weren't trying too hard to be like, she's a female. Like, she was tough. She didn't need the oversell to be that. You know, she was like back to like the Sarah Connor, the Sigourney Weaver days. They mentioned it twice because like basically plot synopsis, very rundown. It's in the 1800s. This female 
tribes person. Like I can't Coman- remember. I think it was Comanche. Comanche yeah. Female Comanche is like she knows all this stuff about healing, like uh, properties of plants and stuff. But, healing, hunting. But she, she wanted to. Do, do the test to be on the hunting tribe. She wanted to be more than just a gatherer. Yeah, she wanted to be like she like and in this tribe there was a test that you had to do and go out and like kill something that was preying on them. So she goes out to try and kill what they think is a jaguar, mountain lion, or, mountain yeah. lion or bobcat, whatever. So and, I got a story about that in a second. And that was like right. that was her test to be like able to be considered a hunter and. Then she's the only one who's like, hey, by the way, there's like green blood over here. Is anyone noticing that? And they're like, no, woman. And she was like, hey, like there's something going on in there. There's lights and stuff in the sky. And they're like, no, we don't believe you. And then plot twist. There is something out there and it's killing all of the predator animals. And I thought what was also really cool. I'm sorry not to cut you off. This is a good, really, really quick thought is. You're hearing the languages that they speak in English, but you know that they're speaking Comanche. Because they're mixing it. Like, they show... They do that thing where, like, usually in a movie, they'll, like, explain it. Be like, oh, I know that you can hear me because I'm talking to your thoughts or something. Or, oh, yeah. you, I know that you understand me because of your tech. But there's, they, like, start speaking in Comanche, and then it literally just kind of flips, and they're both speaking in English. So you yeah. get the idea of, oh, this is for our benefit. And when you move to the part where they introduce the French... He says, I can, to her, he says, I can speak many languages, implying that he's speaking Comanche to her, but we're hearing it in English, which I thought was really cool how to do it, like, so that American audiences or any English-speaking audience can enjoy the movie without having the, you know, having to read the whole movie. Because some people do find... Who wants to read? Who, who, most people don't want to read when they go watch a movie. I would be okay, like, I've heard that there is, like, a Comanche-dubbed version, too. I haven't really... Why should people be burdened by the tyranny of reading? Right. Words are hard. Well, I mean, if I wanted to read, I wouldn't be going to watch the movie. Yeah. So, Kyle, what was your thought? So, I, I have I have two things. I'll do the serious one and then the one that makes me look like a <laughs> idiot. It um, is. Too late. <laughs> so, the first part is, I love the parallel between her and the Predator. She was doing her test or, you know, air quotes test to become a warrior. That's what the Predator was doing on Earth. You're absolutely right. I thought that was great. And then, you know, the two forces come together. You know, he kills a a rattlesnake and then a coyote or a wolf or something. Then he the, kills that the bear. Then he kills a grizzly bear, insane. which the yeah. bear scene was fucking awesome. When you why see are the bear what, scenes in these movies, like the Revenant, why are the bear scenes always the most when intense? You, when you see the bears the, are scary. When you see the dog run away and the bear chase him, then you see the dog come back and like, Oh, everything's all good. And the dog runs past her. And then she does a double take and the bear <laughs> coming at her again. That was an amazing scene. So I love the parallels between the predator and I'm that glad dog. You mentioned that, was also you see an American... that the predator starts off as like a new hunter, he him does. or herself, he, whatever. It is. He does rattlesnake. Yeah, to, it starts small. Even hair to rattlesnake to wolf to bear. Yeah, you, you killed a humans. rabbit first. Yeah. The dog was an American dingo. Really? Yeah, which I think is a really cool animal, but they are vicious. Hmm. Huh. So, so don't Again. don't have them if you have kids. Correct. Okay. So love the parallels. The parallel because it was one story, but it was two parallel storylines between the Predator and and you see a lot of that in Predator Two, where uh, Danny Glover kills the Predator or doesn't kill the Predator, but 
injures it or whatever, and then the other predator's like, Danny, you can live. We're going to fuck this guy up because you bested him and everything. So that's the whole predator's style. Yeah, like you get respect. You have to you have to get that respect. The part that makes me look like a fucking idiot is when the Comanches start talking about the lion that's in the woods. Like lions in North America? I thought the same thing. It was like a lion. You're not the only one. Kristen said that, too. And I was like, it's probably a mountain lion. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck? And so I'm Googling, I'm like, there hasn't been lions in this country since Pangea. 10,000 years ago, the fucking ice age. Raber 2 Tiger. And so I'm like, this movie, they can't even get their goddamn history right? Like, this is bullshit. Until the next day I went to work and I told one of my uh, co-workers, this is what I have wrong with this movie. The fucking lion goes, dude, it's a mountain lion. And I go, Oh, fuck. <laughs> it all, all clicks. <laughs> he literally sat there and stared for a second with like the math equations floating in his head. Lion. Thanks. Mountain lion. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> um, I thought that the action sequences were great. When she swam into that beaver dam, I was like, oh, she's trying to crawl inside the dam. Getting thing. away from the bear. Getting away from the bear. The bear scene was all real cool. Um, I think the... The only gripe I really had about it is not that, again, they don't know anything about tech at all. So when she got his, I'm not, spoiler alerts. Um, when she got his helmet and then placed it up to like auto target him, but I was she a little bothered by that. She witnessed but it she, though. She witnessed the auto targeting. She didn't know that it auto targeted because it was on his face. But she, but she saw the light and known that the dart and like I think there was like the the light hit a tree or something. She noticed the dart hit a tree. Yeah. Again, but yes, you're right. You're I right. mean, it's so the predator was cheating by using an auto targeter, and so she had that axe on a line that she was just flinging about, <laughs> Kill Bill style. Is like, yeah, get it. That Comanche. was badass. That was badass. that was so cool. I was like, man, this is so cool. And then they made fun of her for it in the movie, like the characters did. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, you're up. like your axe with a little sting baby girl, and you're like, French man, shut up. She's, it's, she's it's gonna, your croissant and die. She's gonna gut you like a fish. I I agree with you on that. And the predators do cheat. Predators always cheat. Just ask Jared well, from they, Subway. They use their. <laughs> How did he? <laughs> God damn! How Jesus? How did the predator get out of the quicksand? He didn't. Isn't that where he died? No, he was able to get himself out of the quicksand, and then he like got to her by the little tree thing and went. And also, how much can those things bleed? Because they, she was getting axed left and right by the brother and the sister. They're like seven, eight feet tall. Big I boys. Thought, I thought the predator died in the quicksand because no, the did, helmet was stuck in the rocks. He got out of it and he came up and he, that's when he like came to the stump. I, I thought, thought he died in the quicksand too. Yeah, watch the movie again, you fucking idiot. Well, he wasn't moving around. He wasn't sinking. I didn't like it. I'm pretty sure but he was in the I did. Speaking of the sand. technology, though, I did like how since it was two, three hundred years before we saw the Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger's in the 80s. The, the weapons te- were small. The weapons were not as technologically well, advanced. Now, well, now that's something that I talked to one of my other co-workers about. That it's not that they didn't have the technology already. 
but when you drop a predator off on a new um world you get when you're the low level predator you get the lowest amount of technology because you have to think alien versus predator took place thousands of years before prey did true and they had the bombs they had everything okay so you so when you're a predator you need to gain your weapons. You need to gain your armor. You need to gain through your the technology. respect through your hunts. Hold, hold, okay. hold on. I like Alien it. Alien versus Predator did not happen ten thousand years in the past. When they I do said, the the said, uh, the back, well, they're like they when did the backstory to show the bomb. When they when they're it's like the Mayans. They're sacrificing yes, the Mayans and when stuff. When the predators are on the pyramid and everything, and the aliens oh yeah, are I get it, I get it, them, I get it. They have all that technology. It's just as a young predator. Again, going to the parallels of the story, she had her hatchet that's, and her bow and arrow. That's all she had. This young predator only had his claws and only had his Argo. arrows. Arrows are auto-target. He, did, yeah. he didn't earn all of his lasers. And he had and that little bomby thing that he yeah. killed the French But I also like that it wasn't, it, like the creature design, it wasn't like a regular predator either. No, it was, it was nice. something else. And I just it, was re- a different, it was a different take, and I it liked was, that too. I just read an article about that, about how the director wanted to take it into a new take. And that's because he wanted it to look like a younger new generation of predator, not somebody that's already established in their war. Yeah, he didn't have the normal mask or he any didn't of that have stuff. Anything. It was cool. I also had a thought that I don't think was in the movie, but I was pissed off. Like I was like, Hmm, whenever, uh, so whenever she's <laughs> get to the chopper, you wanted to say no, that I wanted her to just rub mud on herself Look out into the sky and go, ah! <laughs> Arnold scream. No, um, when she was at, like, when they were going after the mountain line, when she fell from the tree, she stuck it with her spear on the way down. They actively showed the contact make it. So when she fell and passed out, and the brother came back with the the dead mountain line, I was like. That motherfucker stole credit for what she did, but they never talked about it. Stolen they also never talked about what happened to the guy that got attacked by the mountain lion. Like, did he die? Oh, they found him. Remember, they found. Did they the show body. him? They showed him, and then they like took him out. They they on the handmade stretcher, which I did like that they like actively showed them doing a lot of shit. The handmade, yeah, handmade they, everything. They they showed them cutting down the trees. And oh, the that's and true. Stuff like that. that to make well, no, 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 not that guy. It was the one that was like. The cougar's gonna kill you, blah blah blah, and then he gets taken out of the tree. I just thought, oh yeah, I just liked that all the people I didn't like in this movie die. The French people. That sucker can run fast. <laughs> the French, yeah, like why, like that one fat one that was like <laughs> trying to do. He was like, I can't, he was just so slimy and gross, and when he finally died, I was like, God. yeah, those. F- those f- Frenchmen, we love you, French people. We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway. We lose uh, listenership all the time. Um, so. <laughs> I do. Like, I like how she had to figure out the bear trap. And they, like, they did a lot in this movie that I thought was really good, which yeah. is why I was surprised that it was so good for a... It was a, also beautifully shot. Yes. Very... It, like, I the think, visuals in it were great. I think in the next few years, Hulu will make... Will be a major movie maker after this. I think those movies are better than some of the Netflix movies. Like well, Netflix will make literally every anything, anything. and everything. Where but Hulu, I think, like they, they just throw shit at the the wall and hope it sticks. I yeah. think Hulu, after this and having a great success at a franchise that has had such a poor response, 
I think if they do what they did with Prey, they can have a few really great movies coming out in the next few years. Well, and they've been make they've been doing a lot of good TV shows that are getting a lot of credit, so they'll start getting more funds to be able to yeah, do. They're some also that owned by Disney, so that's, yeah, that's well, also there you true. Go. Just Disney's nuts. What? But no, I, I think you're right. I'm excited to see what kind of uh, Fox-related Hulu <laughs> properties are going to come because yeah. it seems like they're trying to keep them separate even though they're owned by the same Well, I also person. think that now that we're kind of getting out of pandemic stuff that they're going to start being a little more selective with what they put on the TV screen versus what they put in the theater because they have to now. They can't just like throw everything to be able to just like consume, consume, consume because now people can pick and choose. It I mean, goes, if you didn't hear HBO Max is no longer do like Warner Brothers isn't redoing that thing with HBO Max to for their direct release movies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But it goes back to summer blockbusters. Everything in I just read an article. I think it was Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Who, who said like you, you can't just make movies anymore. It has to be a blockbuster or else nobody's going to go see it. Or because because what it was, was back when they were just making movies that they're like, this isn't going to be a huge blockbuster, but we'll get the back end on DVD sales, VHS sales, Redbox when Redbox is a thing. We're not going to make that money anymore because our movies are going straight from the theaters to streaming services where we don't make that money anymore. So every movie now that comes out has to be a blockbuster. It's different because now the studio makes money movies to also attract subscribership on the back end as opposed to the DVD sales. You're right, which I don't know how that compares. I really don't. Which if you think right here, the three of us, we have Netflix, we play, we pay $23, right? Where if we each bought the DVD, that's $60, 60 20 dollars a dvd yeah. you get a blu-ray well we're 4K. all paying like the 14 dollars a month per person per for like hbo max hulu like well i'm saying just know. for one if they release it on netflix that's what eight nine ten dollars a month but if we bought the dvd it'd be 20 dollars a dvd at this point I was just in Walmart today and I saw DVDs that were twenty dollars. You're you're not wrong for the Blu-ray HD. Of course, you can get the not Blu-ray. Oh, and the it's, 4K is so good. Though. It's sixteen. 4K. It's sixteen dollars, but that's still and that's it's that's very, the problem. Everything needs to be a blockbuster. These not days. to keep going on this tangent, but I used to watch like I used to collect DVDs and I would buy everything oh, that I wanted to, and I haven't done that in forever. I think I've digitally bought like three movies in the last year and one yeah. of which was everything everywhere all at once which was the nostalgic part of me misses doing that because yeah. i love collecting like the limited edition covers and like the foreign covers and all that other stuff but there's really even though i love doing that there's just it's financially not stable to do it's those not. things anymore the last dvd i bought was for this podcast and it was Planet of the Apes, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and it's because it was cheaper to We love Mark Wahlberg on this podcast. It was it was we cheaper. Love Mark Wahlberg. It was cheaper to buy the DVD than it was to stream it. Damn. See that's saying because something. it wasn't streaming anywhere, so you had to rent it from whatever it was, Amazon or HBO. So or uh we'll leave you guys on this greatest actors of all time, Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, Mark, and Danny Wahlberg. <laughs> I just watched <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland in it. I didn't think it was particularly bad for like a video game movie. 
That's all. But Mark Wahlberg is yeah, Mark Wahlberg. I think I think the turn up and we're getting off on a tangent. We're about to leave. <laughs> we're about to leave. <sighs> Tom Holland just for that character, he just looks like he's really, really young. He's a fucking kid. He looks like he's a kid playing an adult. Even though he is an adult, he's like our age. He he's just a looks kid. He, he, can, just, he, he looks still, good for his age. He can still play a, a fucking early high schooler. Yeah, he could. Have you seen that meme? And it's the kid from um, Nanny McPhee, the little blonde boy. They're like, <laughs> yeah. like when when yeah. someone finally told me that the kid was 15 when he played him and Nanny McPhee, I lost my mind. They're like, you're, you need to tell me that's not a six-year-old? Yes. That's, Tom Holland needs to grow a beard, if possible, in the next, like, two years if he wants to start getting, like, serious, like, adult roles. Yeah. But also, I just like that he and Zendaya are doing, they're doing their thing. Love them. Love them. Yep. Alrighty. I'm Curly. I'm Frankie. And I'm Kyle. God <gasps> damn, that was sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to another episode of No Films Given. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We promise that we will not wait two months before we record. We're we really, said that last time. We're we really, really promised We this are time. really trying. We're getting our new groove we're getting Stella's getting her groove back, so we'll figure this out. <laughs> we ran out of money, so we're back for more. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a dollar of just this, kidding. so I'm just letting you know. Someone's embezzling the whole like thirteen dollars. Fucking Frankie bought himself a fucking new popsicle. Frankie went. Frankie went to Wendy's, and that was his embezzlement. His four for four. Have Thank you, you for my baconator. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Bye. Bye.